Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. And welcome to episode 131 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today we're going to talk about grammar. Because for some people, doing grammar exercises in class or on the internet are enjoyable. Some people find that really hard to believe. But, you know, some people do enjoy this because they think, OK, if I understand how this works, if I know the rules, then I can improve my language skills and all is great. So often I find it's people who have that kind of analytical brain or, or jobs that require those kind of analytical skills. For example, I quite a lot of my engineer students enjoy this type of exercise. Um, some lawyers and I enjoy this when I was learning Turkish I enjoyed doing grammar exercises because I thought you know the grammar rules can be my friends if I understand how it works I can avoid making mistakes and that's important to me I don't want to make mistakes and look stupid or you know making mistakes is, is just part of learning you have to do it but if there are avoidable mistakes I wanted to avoid them and I found that understanding how the language worked help me to do that so I, I wanted to do it but for some people any kind of grammar exercise is immediately turns them off and they think oh why why do we have to do this and I wanted to look at some of the reasons why people don't enjoy it and also how looking at this whole area in a different way can maybe change the way you think about it it probably won't become your favorite thing if you don't enjoy doing this but it is actually quite useful and I think it's a bit concerning that some people seem to be saying, oh, you know, grammar isn't important at all. The main thing is that you get understood. That's possibly true if you're going on holiday, um, you know, and you want to say what, what you want to have for dinner or you want to find out where the nearest train station is or something like that. Maybe great grammar isn't isn't the most important thing. But if you are working in business, as many of my students are, then you want to come across as as professional as possible and you don't want people to to make judgments about you based on the grammar mistakes that you make or um, misunderstandings with customers because you use the wrong tense or that kind of thing so I think especially in a business context it is important and you can't just say oh we don't need to bother about grammar because communication is is the most important thing I think they're both important so Let's just look at some of the reasons why people don't enjoy talking about or thinking about grammar. I think firstly is their past experience, because if you've had a bad experience in the past where you just had to do loads of grammar sheets in class while the teacher did something else or um, it, it was just something you had to do and it was boring, then you will always think grammar is boring because that's your experience. So a good teacher will try and help you to move past that and, and try to do it in a more interesting way. But, you know, grammar doesn't have to be what you've experienced in the past. It, it can be made more interactive, more interesting. The second thing is really complicated explanations. Um, one of my students was reading something to me out of a book that she'd found and because she was trying to understand something on her own before she came to me and asked me about it. And 
the explanation in the book was right, but it was really complicated and in a way more complicated than what we needed to answer the question that she had. So grammar books are great, um, but some of them can be really, really difficult. And if you just want to understand the basics of something, then going to one of these very technical books with very difficult wording may not be the best way for you to understand the concept. If you want to check some finer point, then great. But, you know, forgetting a basic understanding, it's not always the best place to start. And I think part of the problem as well is that sometimes teachers don't understand it themselves. So they just read from the book. They, they don't move away from what it says in the book because they don't have their own words or have explanations in their own words. And so if you don't understand what it said in the book, then that's unfortunate because it's the only explanation you get. So if you've been in school or in training courses where the explanations haven't really made sense, then that's another reason why people don't really enjoy this because they just think, oh, I don't understand this. It's just it's just all confusing and horrible and there's lots of long words. And you know, so that's another reason. And a third reason is I think certainly when I think back to my education, um, I understood a lot more about grammar when I started learning other languages because there wasn't a great deal of focus on it in my own language. We had writing practice and reading practice, but we didn't have grammar lessons as such that I can remember. So sometimes the problem is that people don't really understand the grammar of their own language and they don't want to admit that, that they aren't sure what an adverb is or a, a pronoun or something like that and so they um, they don't want to learn about it in another language because then they'd have to admit that they aren't so sure about the, these things in their own language and they don't want to do that so that's that's another issue sometimes people just think oh that's just too hard can't we just get on with speaking So the problem that I have, as I mentioned before, is that I, I work with a lot of people who are using English for business and I, I found some research um, and I've linked the research to the article I wrote about this. And I'll also link that um, to the show notes page, which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 131. Um, but this research found that 59% of the people that they asked would not use a website um, if would not use the company if the company had errors, grammatical or sparing errors on its website. That's 59% of people said, no, I wouldn't use this website. And that is a lot. OK, this is just one piece of research, but I think it shows what kind of image people get from a website where there are spelling or grammar errors. You, you begin to question and and the people who said that they wouldn't use this website said it was because they didn't trust the company to give a good quality service. So you know, people do take notice of this kind of thing. Um, this was about websites, but I think I think in, in spoken English you have a bit more. Um, it's, it's not quite as important as when you see it written down. But, you know, that's still quite a high number. Fifty nine percent said no, they would go somewhere else. So it's not really something we can just ignore, especially in business, because you are representing your company or your products um, when you're speaking or writing about them. And so if you want to make the most possible, the most um, positive impression possible, then, you know, good grammar is, is important. So 
here are some things to think about. So rather than seeing grammar as just something boring, I think about it as like as an instruction manual. So you don't necessarily read the instruction manual from start to finish when you get something new. But if there's a problem with maybe an electrical appliance or something, then you can go to the instruction manual to find out how do I do this? And, and hopefully you find an instruction manual with good instructions, clear instructions, easy to follow diagrams or something that makes it easy for you to understand it quickly, because that's much better than trying to figure it out on your own, not being sure, seeing what works, maybe Googling, see what other people have found that that works as well. But if you have the instructions in front of you, then it can just be a quicker way which also takes me on to the next point, which is old habits are hard to break. If you've been doing something incorrectly for years, it's harder to remember the, the new way. Whereas if you start early and, and get the rules clear in your head, then it's easier to build good habits after that. So, you know, if you're not sure about something, find out the, the right way to do it rather than not being sure or just muddling through if, if you find out how to do it, then you know then and you can maybe refer back to it, but you've, you're building good habits from the start. Um, the thing that I mentioned earlier, for me, grammar was interesting because knowing the rules helped me to avoid mistakes. And I was somebody when I was learning languages who was quite shy about speaking because I didn't want to make mistakes. And that's unhelpful if you take it too far because everyone makes mistakes. It's just a thing. If you don't do anything, you don't make mistakes but then you don't learn either so you can't avoid mistakes completely but for me if I understood um, for example like with with Turkish which which order the the words have to go in how you change your your verbs depending on on who's doing the action um, you know things like that how you um, how you show show different tenses for example that's if I understood how that worked then I could avoid simple mistakes because I already knew oh it's this tense so we do this um, and that really helped me with my speaking and my writing because I thought okay yeah I understand how this works now and so I can work within these rules um, obviously getting grammar right is, is good for your business so um, you don't want people thinking that they shouldn't trust you because they just get um, sidetracked by looking at grammar mistakes on your website or something like that. Um, and sometimes the correct tense, for example, really does make a difference. So if you say something like, when I arrived, the meeting had already started, then you missed the beginning of the meeting. You don't know what happened then. Um, but if you say, when I arrived, the meeting started, then you were there at the beginning of the meeting. So started or had started there's there's a big difference there um and and sometimes things just don't make sense like if you see something i buy the tickets on thursday unless you do it every week that's fine like if if you have to buy tickets every thursday that's that's fine but that's more unlikely it's more likely somebody meant i bought the tickets on thursday so you already have them or i will buy them I will buy the tickets on Thursday, that's in the future, but I buy the tickets on Thursday, we don't know whether they've been bought or not. So, you know, you have to get the, the, the tense right so that people know what's going on. And similarly, people sometimes have trouble with um, if sentences, they're called conditional sentences. So if I say to you, if my meeting finishes early, 
um, we can meet for a coffee. So maybe we'll meet for a coffee, but it depends on whether my meeting finishes early or not. Um, if my meeting had finished earlier, we could have met for coffee. Um, we're not going to meet. We can't meet. It's, it's impossible because, you know, the, the meeting is scheduled to, to last a long time or maybe the meeting, we're talking about something the day before. Um, there's no chance of meeting for coffee. So it's basically important because just changing the sentence slightly can also change the meaning. And it doesn't have to be complicated. I was talking about this uh, student's complicated book, but it, it doesn't have to be like that. There are plenty of um, materials online. There are plenty of good books that make it a bit simpler for, for the beginning, you know, for the um, intermediate learner or beginner. And there's nothing wrong with getting information about English grammar in your own language. I, I, it doesn't have to be all in English. I know some schools say that it does, but for me, when I'm working with my students, the most important thing is that they understand it. And, and I don't care if they learn to understand it in English or German, because I, I speak German. Um, the main thing is they understand it and then they can go on to use it in English, obviously, because the, you know, the aim is for them to be able to make their own English sentences using this particular tense or, or grammar point. But if they read it up in German to understand how it works, or if I explain it to them in German, then I don't think there's anything wrong with that because the main thing is that they understand how it works. Because if you understand this sentence and really understand it, then you can make your own sentences. Um, and I think that's another, moving on to the next point, that's another problem that people have. You know, you can do online um, quizzes and grammar quizzes, and they give you your marks out of 10, for example, so you may get four out of 10, but you don't know why. And sometimes the correct answers are given, but you don't know, well, why is that the correct answer? And why is my answer wrong? So although these things can be good to test your knowledge, if you're getting quite a lot of them wrong, or if you're getting a lot of them right, and it's just a guess, then that's not really learning because you don't know why. The important thing isn't to, to get all the answers right necessarily, it's to understand the process for getting there, because then when you have your own sentences, you'll understand how it works. So, for example, I write my own grammar exercises for use in my classes, but I don't just put them online or sell them or anything like that because I want to work through them with people either in class or as homework. But for me, the most important thing is that they do understand them. So just to finish off then, um, if you're somebody that hates grammar and thinks it's boring and unnecessary, I hope I've shown that, you know, actually it, it is quite important and you don't have to see it as um, boring or too difficult because that's the experience you've had in the past. There, there are lots of ways of approaching it. Different teachers do it in different ways. Different websites do it in different ways. Um, and if you've had a bad experience in the past, I would just encourage you to look for something that's more suited to your style of learning. Um, and I've I've recommended a site um, which will also be linked through on the show notes page. Um, it's not my site, but I think it's got a lot of clear information on there and I'm happy to promote it because it's got examples. It's got explanations in German or English and I know some of my students find it quite useful. So I've recommended that site there. Um, 
I sometimes put grammar exercises in my newsletters and when I do that they're only available to newsletter subscribers so you won't find them on the website or anywhere else um, and if I do put in a grammar exercise then I offer people the chance to to send back their answers um, I do publish the answers as well in the following month's newsletter but if people want to send me back the answers I can look at them and I will explain if any are wrong why they're wrong and, and how to get to the right answer because as I said before understanding is the key to, to getting more right in the future so if you don't subscribe to the newsletter now and you'd like to then you can also do that on the show notes page which is englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 131 and just to be clear Kirsty is k-i-r-s-t-y and finally, I do have a grammar course that's um, that's a paid course. So the newsletter is free. The course is paid and people can either do the whole course if you want to, to do that, or you can choose the modules that are relevant for you. So even if that's just one module, um, that's fine. There are 10 modules on the website and looking at 10 different things. And if you want to look at one or more of those things in a one to one session with me, then you can go to englishwithkirsty.com slash grammar or I'll link it from the show notes page as well. So if you want to find out more about that, then you can go to my website and, and find that out. So I hope that's useful and I hope you have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com or you can go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.